Welcome to Find My Voice. Everybody started somewhere, and we want to inspire you to find your voice and start creating. That could be doing a video of yourself, writing your story, hosting a podcast, or speaking on a stage. In this live show and podcast, we talk to video creators, writers, podcast hosts, film, television, and radio personalities. It's a look back at the times when they wanted to share their voice and what inspired them to get out of their comfort zone and step up as a creator. Hello, I'm John Mabry Jr. And as a presentation coach, I help advisors and professionals connect authentically with their audience to drive leads for their business through video and podcasts. Connect with me on LinkedIn and Facebook if you wanna take that next step because your voice will make a difference. Welcome along to Find My Voice on the live show uh, and, of course, on the podcast. If you are listening on the podcast, hit that subscribe button uh, as we talk to people who have found their voice to inspire you to find your voice. Uh, and today's topic is sharing your opinion. And there's only one young gentleman that I know is sitting uh, right there, uh, who is willing to share his voice, his opinion, particularly on politics and uh, and uh, and local government. Those are, those are the ones that stand out. Uh, and we kind of want to ask him, what, 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 where does that all come from? But, but first, Mr. Vaughan Winiata, welcome to the show. Uh, perhaps you can start by uh, telling us three things about you that perhaps the audience doesn't know. Okay, kia ora, John, and thanks for uh, having me here. Uh, I just better lubricate up before I rip into the three things. <laughs> oh, excellent, excellent. Sadie B uh, there. Yeah, sorry to all of you that are sitting at work and can't do the same. Okay, three things that you didn't know about me. Well, you know, this young fellow that's sitting here, even though I look like I'm in my mid-30s, um, I'm 58 <laughs> years old. Believe, can, you, can you believe that? Those fine mouldy jeans. So um, a lot of people often say to me, "No, no, you're not 58." You know, um, yeah. So, so 58, proud, proud dad of two boys. Uh, we all live here in Auckland. I'm in Parnell, as as here in my living room, and they are over in St Helier's with their mum, uh, which is cool. Um, in terms of um, a second thing that that you didn't know about me, academically at school, and and I guess everybody would never have guessed this either. I came dead last in every subject that I was in. I, I was what I would call, I call myself actually a, a straight E student. Um, <laughs> so, so in terms of the education system, you know, and sort of being sceptical about what is school really good for, um, the curriculum wasn't something that, that uh, you know, I benefited from. It was kind of all the other stuff that was going on at school. So, so no question, school was good. Um, but uh, in terms of the education system, so, so hands down, in fact, I failed school C maths two years in a row, and in the second year, I got less than the first year. <laughs> so, I can, so, yeah, and, and I here can. I am, and here I am in business advisory. For God's sake, <laughs> what could what could possibly go wrong? Um, the third thing um, that, uh, and this one's probably bordering on the the weird uh, end of the scale. I have uh, a, a fetish, no, it's not a fetish, I have an obsession with checking out people's fingernails when I meet them in person. So I'm obsessive about clean fingernails. And I kind of have this thing about personal grooming and whilst on the screen you can't see the state of my fingernails, if we were having coffee, I would check them out. So seriously, you know, I, I, in my head I think, well, if you can't keep the tips, the tips of your fingernails clean, 
what the rest what's the rest of your body like it must be a mushroom farm you know it's like um uh, so yeah those those are three simple things sorry i haven't got anything more exciting like getting chucked in jail which i have um but those that's your story i think we've all got those stories uh so yeah, take us back take us back you know so you you you, you perhaps didn't excel as a student uh, yeah. where did the where did the if we go diving into those opinions yeah. um, where did they come from yeah well, well actually it, it was sport that was the pathway to finding a voice because i think anyone who's been a student and uh well underperforming generally um you're quiet and you're trying to hide the fact that that you're not performing so i i guess that sport and it was to the latter end of my college days and then the days after uh college where i, I actually for some reason was made the captain uh of, of my rugby camp well, the rugby team i was in at the time and i could see that people were listening to what I had to say. And so obviously 15 people and a rugby team on the field, um, you know, they're looking to the captain for some ideas. And even though the captain's got no ideas, he's got to present that illusion that he has some. So the pressure was from week to week to, to learn how to be better in a leadership role. So that was, I think sport was the place where it was like, wow, there's noise coming out of my mouth and the people in front of me are actually listening to that because it's being mentioned days afterwards and things like that. Pedal the bus forward or the pedal car uh, forward to, to corporate and stuff like that. And then you're around people that you're kind of in awe of. Uh, you know, it's, it's really just a case of you thinking, wow, I'd really love to be that person in so many years or whatever. So you're in a world of monkey see, monkey do, where you have role models. And, and to be frank, most of what I do now is stolen from others, you know, as far as I am the, the poster boy for monkey see, monkey do. Um, so a lot of what I say None of it's my own. I've just regurgitated in a way that you don't know where it's come from. Wow. So in terms of your memory, do you, do you, do you remember things well? Oh, look, I, I think that in my past life, I must have been an elephant. I never forget anything. And um, But unfortunately, in no particular order. So sometimes when I say stuff that comes across as a bit random, and uh, I, I was in a video session yesterday with, with, with Max Whitehead, and I said something about one of our Green MPs. I don't know where that came from. It just was a spur of the moment. It's a little bit like, you know, a steroidal injection and blurt. It's come out of my mouth and kind of people have laughed. And, and sometimes it goes wrong. You know, sometimes I end up with both feet in my mouth and sometimes it sticks. Um, and my hit rate's around about 50-50 in that regard. Um, so, but, but yeah, I think, you know, as far as our toolbox of um, uh, analogies and, and metaphors and things that we can use that people kind of get it as far as if we're to talk about storytelling type uh, things, um, yeah, you know, look, you know, I think I've got a pretty good, um, you know, bucket of stuff there that, that I can pull from. Um, there's not too much science in it. It's just, you know, when to say certain things based on the environment you're in. Got it. So the one question I have is why? Why, 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 why do you, why are you willing to share your opinion? What's that? What's, what's the reason behind it? That, that's a really good question, John. I, I think that um, one of the things that I realised as I, you know, started to mature, and probably this is the last fifteen years uh, journey, um, I started to realise what was really important to me. I think fatherhood uh, was a part of that, but also looking at this incredible privilege we have 
where we live. And I guess that, you know, we're all probably having that sort of come to Jesus moment in this last um, year or, or 18 months as far as what life has done to all of us. And, and the reality is, is I, I was... I knew that I really cared about things. I'm I'm a stickler for a fair fight. So if I see something that's unweighted, I tend to like to jump in, uh, even when I'm not invited. Uh, and um, I also think, and this kind of might not suit people that are sitting in corporate roles out there, I like to say things on the basis that no one can fire me. And that's kind of a little bit arrogant because we're, we all serve somebody. You know, if, we, if we're going to say things that are irresponsible or whatever, it's going to cost down the line. But I feel that not being able to vocalise myself in a um, fearless manner, uh, then I might as well just be a slave with an employment contract number beside my name, and that's what I'm not. Um, so, you know, as far as my values are concerned, number one, two, and three are the same. You know, just courage, 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 because I believe if you don't have the courage to speak up, or to act in a manner that is absolutely what's coming from your inside, then every other value is for sale. It's, it's just a weasel word that's just sitting there because without the courage, it's, it's got no protection. It's got nothing to, to look after it, you know, as a custodian. So and I'm really glad that you've mentioned values because um, ultimately that's where we need to share from because ultimately that mm. is our truth and that is what we stand by every day. Um, you know, for me, it's uh, vulnerable, fun and passionate. And, I, and, and I'm clear that that comes out in who I am and with, with people in person. Um, yeah. And, you've, you know, you've built, a, you've built a loyal following. You know, you, yeah. you, 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 yeah. you, you, you post regularly. Um, why is it that the, those people follow you? Well, I think, um, you know, my, well, anyone that's really intelligent and deep thinking um, and authentic and a great person will follow me. <laughs> so so that, that would be my law of following, I think. But no, more seriously, you know, as you mentioned before, I tend to play in the lanes of small business. I play in the lanes of I like to have a crack at local and central government. And generally, I, I fall into the, the habit of criticising versus being a little bit more objective about where that's at. But I think I'm getting better in that, even though it's a slow thing. So I suppose that the topics that I play with reflects the glee club that kind of hang around, you know, my social media footprint, which is primarily LinkedIn. You know, I'm a, I'm a nobody outside of uh, uh, LinkedIn, to be frank. Um, you know, I have accounts, but but the reality is the engagement and um, the awareness. And actually, I just, I find that um, I feel like I'm among my food group um, on LinkedIn. Gotcha. And, mm. uh, you know, have you ever had, how do you deal with the trolls? How do you deal with people who disagree? Do you take it? Do you take it personally? Do you? Do you it's just another conversation to continue on um, that conversation. Do you? Do you know, I you know, I remember uh, it was Iron Rand said. You know, I, I may not agree with uh, your 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 opinion, but I I fight to the death for your right to say it. Um, how do you feel about people commenting and engaging and being a negative or um, or positive? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look, I, I would say sometimes you will get that one percenter that's completely unmanageable. You know, it's just somebody that's not coherent and you're never going to bring them around. But 99 percent of the time, I see it as a fantastic opportunity because I believe that if you're going to be provocative, i.e. be prepared to take shit if you're going to give shit. And, and like I do, you know, I, I'll pay out from time to time. And so therefore, when something comes in that rejects your position, you've got to treat that with respect and, and humility. Um, and, and look, I'll talk about this uh, because I, last night, yesterday, I did a video oh. with 
where I called out uh, Julianne Genta uh, in terms of the comment she made about the Ford Rangers. And I did a couple of posts, you know, and, and her comment was that men buy Ford Rangers so they can uh, feel more masculine. And, and I retorted saying, well, that means women must buy Porsche Cayenne so they can feel more sexy. Uh, we know both of those comments hold no water, but the reality is... Um, if I'd gone out and said the Porsche Cayenne comment, I would have had every little dweeby troll all over me for, you know, being accused of hateful, sexist, you know, um, uh, bullying or whatever. But yeah. so coming back to um, I try to placate, I, placate, I try to um, engage. And so what I'll do is if it's not working in the public forum, I'll go around, around the back and I'll send a private message to say, look, really respect your point of view. And sort of what I want to do is say, we can actually come away from this with that old, you know, one-liner, let's agree to disagree. But it's actually like, um, uh, for example, I have a belief there are not as many racists in the world as we were, we'd like being led to believe. It's actually, we just don't understand each other. You know, we've been brought up in our ways and we have our views and values. So coming back to Julianne, um, Julianne Genta sent me a message on LinkedIn last night and it was really Quite good. She said, hey, man, I'm really disappointed with what you wrote about me. I don't think it's true. And she gave her reasoning. And I went back with um, – and, and her request was I pulled down the post. And and I went back and said, you know, I don't believe that uh, the comment was helpful in the sense that it really is just an electric vehicle versus combustion vehicle war, and I think it's badly managed. It's really unhelpful at the moment to, to say something – about you know drivers of fossil fuel cars versus electric fuel. So so the point is is that I'm standing my ground and that I don't agree with you. Now I'm going to do a post probably in the next couple of days, um, conceding that to be fair to Julie and Genta, I picked out the worst parts of her comments, put them up there. When in reality, in the whole context of things, um, it, it probably she was talking about an ad, right? But what's happening is in the background there's court it all going on with. I could have actually gone um, bloody hell, uh, left-leaning, green dweeb troll, don't want anything to do with you, boof, gone. Um, but, you know, that just means that that you're a nutter loser if you behave like that. So I think um, uh, behaving respectfully. Um, yeah, you know, pe people have taken the time to engage. So I, I, I think if, if they're doing that, and even if they haven't liked your post, but they've said something that you don't agree with, that's engagement. So that is a potential customer. Um, and, and look, you know, um, Julianne follows my account. I follow hers. And um, I would never vote for the Greens. Not ever, 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 ever. Um, I, believe, I believe that Green is not a political movement. It's just a way of life. And the fact that, you know, it's wrapped around a political movement, it's just a paid gig and a job. Um, and that's another thing we'll disagree on. But that's fine. You know, we, we can disagree on stuff. So, yeah, so I, I guess the key point is, uh, is be prepared to be forthcoming and outreaching to anybody that's just come and dumped a load on your desk because they're not happy with what you've typed being a little keyboard warrior, which I do from time to time. Gotcha. Uh, you know, and look, uh, our Green MP uh, used to live in our building, and uh, I do remember on election day, uh, I, I ran into her and we were having having a bit of a chit-chat and uh, and I was thinking to myself, well, I didn't vote for you, but now I kind of wish that I had because you're really lovely. Um, uh, I'm going to steer clear of politics. That's, 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 that's not my thing. Um, but um, let's not forget that any type of content, be it commentary, be it kudos, be it educational content, et cetera, yeah. is about...
um, you showing up in your feed and for people and it's a it's a trigger it's or it's a it's a memory how effective have the commentary posts been in the relation to winning business oh um well for me personally totally ineffective if i want to say does it is my linkedin account monetized i've never looked at it that way i i think and to be frank i challenge anybody that says they're making an income out of linkedin ie it's it's a transaction but also i would have to be fair to say there's many times i've gone to networking events and when i walk in the room people generally know who i am because of what i've said on LinkedIn, so they will remember a post, and you know, people come up and go, oh, "I really like what you said," or, or or whatever, and you know, none will come up and say, "I don't like what you said," because they wouldn't waste their time with me if they if they disagree. So, I think in terms of winning business, it's very subtle in terms of how that comes about. So, therefore, your credibility um, and um, you know how you are perceived by others is very much contingent on. Um, that optic perception they have of you and and so that's why um it's all very well to rant but it's got to make sense too so so uh i i think it's fantastic for your profile um you know in terms of if you're prepared to craft a style that's yours and and it's not easy because it's actually knowing you know what fits you naturally like a good fitting you know suit or whatever um then you can rock it you you really can and, you know, I, I think that I wouldn't recommend uh, people follow what I do. Um, I don't get away with it all the time. You know, you've know, you got to take the good, the bad, and the ugly. So, yeah, from a, from a business perspective, I, I, think it's, I think it's profile and recognition. It's not transactional. Um, not for me, anyway. Uh, yeah, you know, I think I think it's it's uh, you know for me it's about being top of mind. Ultimately, you know, it's yeah, you don't know that you know you might have had a conversation, met someone at a networking group, etc., or been to an event, etc., and then you pop up again, and that person that triggers a you know I need to talk to John about this, or I need to talk to Vaughn about yeah. that. So yeah. you know, I think it all plays its part. You know, we, we we wouldn't be creating content if we didn't want to build our personal brand or to uh, or to showcase who we are. And uh, like you said before, going back to yeah. those yeah. core values, ultimately, that's what you want to communicate, right? Yeah. And look, I think a really good example of uh, uh, well, not so much making LinkedIn work for you and other social media platforms. I've been a very slow, uh, late adopter of video. And so I enjoyed writing because I was getting off on learning how to write properly. I, I even did a wee creative writing course on to, in terms of how to, to articulate myself because I really enjoyed writing. But the reality is you spend too much time uh, at the keyboard and at the PC. Video is far more efficient. And that's what I've learned on the recent journey with Max Whitehead. And it's an example like this. You can achieve so much more with so much less input with uh you know cleverly put together video there you know and, and we can speak as fast as we want we can do the animations the actions and so long as you've set it up so people can digest it easily and quickly on the run um you know yeah so so i think that the 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 medium the content i'm certainly now sold on the whole uh you know video as a method of projecting yourself out into the greater zeitgeist but but it is but it is like i remember having this conversation with you earlier in the year and and you know you said the challenge with video is that you know people get obsessed with the whole packaging and the editing piece it doesn't really work for now unless you're just going to pick up your phone, uh, press record and go live or, you know, 
be okay with the video content because you said commentary is about being reactionary and being quick to market, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, well, I think anyone um, considering video is something that they might like to do to project themselves. You've got to decide whether you want to be behind the camera or in front of the camera. So my first foray into it, you know, invested in the software, got the cameras, made a little studio in the room, uh, uh, you know, my apartment where I live. Oh. The reality was I was spending too much time trying to be like that award-winning director and producer. So by yeah. the time I jumped in the camera and spoke like this, I had stayed right because I was worried about everything being just perfect and just so. When the reality yeah. is the best value for money for me, I find, is when I'm having a corridor with you like this and you just let it go and got nothing to worry about and, you know, it's all done and dusted, that's when it works. And I remember that. That's just how it is. Yeah, I remember that marvellous uh, Marty Chief behind you. Can you tell me a bit, a, a bit about that print behind you? Yeah, yeah. So, so that that beautiful piece there is by um, a well-known New Zealand artist, Sophia Minson, and um, the his name is Ranganui. And I guess that one of the key things I love art, and uh, I don't have a lot of it, but you know, if I can afford to buy a piece, I will. Um, the key thing about Ranganui behind me, um, as in terms of. He's looking out over Rangatoto Island from my apartment. He can see Rangatoto Island. So he's kind of like the protector who's going to warn of anything coming. Um, but in terms of the key thing about art and whether it's music or if anything, actually, any considered purchase, that, that, that was an emotional purchase. I walked into an art gallery. It, it was actually um, Sophia's art gallery up in, I don't know if it's still there in, in the metropolis. Yeah. Yep. Store it and had to have it. You know, it was just as simple as that. I just saw it. And for most people who get a chance to get up close to him, in his eye, and this is the reason why I bought him, in his eye, the light reflection is actually a V. And so I thought, you know, oh, that's meant to be. He's talking to me. So, so you know, I laid down the cash and, and a few weeks later that was sitting in my apartment on the wall. Um, and he's been here for a while now. And, and so, you know, that's one of those... Uh, not very well thought through purchases, but I don't regret it for a moment. You know, wherever I am, he is, and yeah, really, really cool. Yeah, look, I remember actually uh, Jason Allen and I did a, um, a almost like a media show in the Sophia Minson Gallery uh, in the what's that building down there? Anyway, yeah, and it's it's a marvelous um, Luke Ryan uh, leading the charge in that space. Um, real key question: if if you're yeah. if you if you want to inspire somebody to share an opinion. Yeah. Um, what What would be your best advice for people who, if they've got an opinion, how do they share it? Well, the first thing is you've got to know why you're doing it, right? So, so sometimes, and, and I've fallen into this trap before, you just really enjoy hearing the sound of your own voice. And I think that what you're uh, um, uh, going to share an opinion on, you've got to back that up with the facts. So very little of what I say these days, I haven't used Dr. Google to sort of like line up some numbers. So if I have to backtrack, I can fall back on something that's like a catch net for me. Um, so so it's all very well to be passionate about something like climate change or you know saving the planet, but the reality is what what's the substance below that and why, why are you doing it? And, that, and not to decry anyone that, that they want to throw their heart and soul into that. And so I guess that from my perspective, when I, um, <laughs> sounds like vomit, when I projectile um, out what I'm thinking, 
uh, about something, it's coming from a point where I've actually, you know, built up the confidence that I, I know what I'm talking about, and I'm happy to debate on that. And I'm also happy to concede, um, you know, too, which, you know, which in some ways that's what I'm doing with, with Julianne Gentle or about to. I might change my mind after a couple of ones. Um, yeah, so so I, I think it's where is it coming from? Because there's that uh, uh, what you would call intellectually shallow level of ego and emotion where I've actually just got really annoyed about something and all of a sudden bleh, you blurted it out versus mm-hmm. I'm, I'm testing my logic. I'm flick, flicking between, you know, the balance of between the emotion and the logic and I'm working this one. And, yeah, you know what? I really care about this and I, and I want to vocalise that um, because not everybody's built for vocalising. Some people just don't have... Um, it's not in them, you know, to, to, no. to want to, to but, but, you know, we Māori, we never wrote anything down, um, and that's why video is perfect for us. We are orators. We, we talk. We communicate, and that's all part of, you can call it theatre if you like, but that's all part of what we do um, because it's coming, you know, that that's, I mean, we want to give you the energy. We want to give you, and when I say we, I, I want you to feel the energy when I communicate. Um, otherwise, I might as well be some limpic dead corpse in a coffin over there, you know, it's like yeah, which I'm not. <laughs> uh, but um, behind you as well, the, I guess the last thing. Tell us about your pillow. Oh, the pillow, the pillow next oh. to you. What's that? What's that? Yeah. Okay. So, if anyone's into vinyl and uh, collecting vinyl, uh, that's an Andy Warhol uh, print or picture on a pillow, banana. But there was a, a well-known band in the 60s, Velvet Underground, which was kind of a super group. Had Lou Reed in it, uh, Nico, and that was the cover of that album. And I've got the original 1966 pressing of that in the 3,000-odd uh, vinyl records that I have in my collection. And so that's kind of, um, you know, my favourites are hanging on the wall in the, in the apartment. So that one's one of those uh, pieces where when I heard it, um, you know, I, I, I'm not a junkie. But that album is very dark, it's very morbid, and it was in that psychedelic 60s era when there was a lot of experimentation going on, but also a lot of innovation uh, for music. And, um, yeah, so, you know, and I think there's a saying I heard the other day that if you laid your album collection out on the floor and looked around, it would tell a story of your life because the covers are kind of, you know, whether it's Saturday Night Fever or the Village People or the Sex Pistols or whatever, (laughs) are points in time in history. Um, where, you know, many records have a political or a social statement undertone and, and that you often buy them because they've triggered something. You know, there are other, there are other records that don't, you know, they're just great music um, uh, and stuff like that. And, and I think that's why vinyl or, or you know, analogue music is very strong and alive because it's real, uh, you know, you can hold it in your hands. I mean, I have a Spotify playlist too, but, you know, it, it's invisible. You know, you, you can't pick it up. <laughs> so, so you know, in terms of um, if someone was to kind of do a, a audit on my life, um, music is probably my, my biggest passion. I'm a nutter for studying the lyrics of songs. I love um, acoustic guitars. I love uh, uh, vinyl and albums. So, so you know, I, I, I think I'd be a great guy to take to a pub quiz if there was music in there. I'll answer the music questions. Um, anything outside of that, I'll just look, look, look like a possum in the headlights. Art, I love. Love art. Yep. Last question for you. Looking back mm-hmm. in terms of your creation or the brand that you've built out of, um, I won't say being controversial, but but certainly speaking your mind, sharing your opinion, is there anything that you would do 
differently? Uh, absolutely not at a definitive point. So I guess that the key point for me, and and you know, the, and I and I mentioned this positively when my ex left me, which was some six years ago now, um, and your whole life is flipped upside down. You've got this family unit and all that sort of stuff. Once you go through the shitstorm of figuring out that actually you're still alive and everything's okay and uh, and you've got so much to be happy about versus so much to be licking your wounds about, I, it was really for that at that point, what did I want to be? Who did I want to be? And by and large, I was already 80% that, but it was rediscovering who and what I was, was as a person. So knowing that our journey um, never ends and, and my, so, so therefore my journey in the last six years has been epic. What I've been through and, 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 you know, touch wood, it lasts. Um, you know, whether it's my personal fuckapapa journey, it's my um, pride in my two sons, it's my passion about small business, um, interest in politics, my friendship and network, um, it's maximising all of those for all it's for. And whilst, you know, we have our ups and downs, underneath the foundation is very, very solid. So I guess the Vaughan Winiata um, that sits here in front of you is probably a recent discovery. You know, what I'm saying is maybe a six-year-old discovery of actually this is really, really, really cool. Whereas, you know, and, and I think this is where we talk about small businesses where most small businesses or business owners don't know they're not coping with things, you know, because we have the pin-up poster boys of mental health and girls and all yada, yada, yada. The reality is mental health in the small business community, we actually don't know um, we're not coping until we fall out of the tree and go broke or something, you know, your partner leaves or whatever, and then you're forced to look at it and go far out, this ain't working. Those people that are in the environments that have got HR, um, institutional and structure, have some boundaries and walls they can bounce off. And it doesn't make it easier for them because they're also got to operate within that. But this is the whole thing about the small business sector is most people I, I talk to um, from an advisory perspective, at times I feel more like a psychologist than a business advisor because you're looking at somebody that's trying to grapple and deal with the challenge, you know, because giving up's not an option. It's not like you can go, I want to crawl under the bed and rock back and forth in a fetal position. You've got to rock up the next day and the next day and the next day. Um, that's who we are. Um, yeah, so so I think that that definitive point of the change in my marital status jettisoned me into, it took about 18 months to go far out. You know, it's wide open. It's out there. It's and it's there for the taking from a you know from a personal perspective. Got it. Mm. Very last, very last question. And it's probably it's, it's a yes or a no question, and yep. it's uh, it's a question that uh, a lot of us have um, uh, probably thought about uh, over the years that I've known you since you started posting content. I'd say about late 2017, 18, somewhere around there. Yep. And yep. Uh, does Vaughan Winniata? It's a yes or no answer, Vaughan. Does Vaughan Winniata aspire to a political position? Oh, Vaughan Winniata, yes or no answers come in 300 words or more. But um, <laughs> <laughs> to articulate as, 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 as succinctly as possible, um, you bet. Uh, so, so if that uh, constitutes a yes, uh, and so I'm looking at the way that I can choose the most meaningful Point to make a difference. So there are a number of options that I'm looking at at the moment, uh, hands down. Um, that That's absolutely uh, the plan. Got it. 
Thank you very much. I look forward yeah. to having a uh, having a wine with you in person uh, on that. Vaughn, thank you so much well, for joining I'd us. I'd have to say that when I'm in the mural office, you'll be up and you'll have the keys to the bar, bro. You know that's yours. Yeah, you know you you will have the password to to, to my liquor cabinet. But um, more, you know, all joking aside. Um, you know, I have to say big thank you to you. I really enjoy this sort of stuff, and it's a recent discovery for me, you know, and, and also hearing the others uh, so far. And so looking forward to following uh, the rest of the guests that you have through on Find My Voice. Thanks for listening to Find My Voice. Join us next week for another guest to inspire you to find your voice and start creating. If you want to take that next step, connect with me on LinkedIn and Facebook or drop by johnmaybury.com.